Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. Hello, the G-Man, and we're back. Yep. Hard yep. Shop Life. Dun, 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 Man, I'm so dun, glad. Dun, I'm getting some dun, 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 good feedbacks on that. Dun, dun. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I like it, too. Man. It's a hard shop life yeah, for us. It is a hard shop life. Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm Coach Jay, and this is the G-Man. Right? I am the G-Man. The G-Man. Well, welcome back. To another hot topic episode of Hard Shop Life. Dr. J. <laughs> In no. the house, Dr. J. The doctor. No. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm still working on no, that. No, no. Next episode, I'll have a. Send me your openers for Coach Jake's. I'm yeah. still working on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some new ideas. I'm running out. <laughs> oh, you're you're going to start making me feel like Bob Barker. Rodney, who's our next contestant? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's funny. Okay, so today's topic, okay, the title, right, is Bigger Than the Excuse. Bigger Than the Excuse. I'm going to take my jacket off here. All right, do your thing. Do your thing. thing going here. Do your thing. All right, Bigger Than the Excuse. Bigger Than the Excuse. Okay, so... Uh, you want me to start? You want to start talking? No. You got an idea? What are your thoughts? <laughs> so, sorry, we're just making this up as we go along, guys. No, we're not. <laughs> anyway, so the reason why I wanted to go bigger than the excuse is because I heard you the other day talking to one of the managers that that were coaching. Yeah, and you brought up the story, mm-hmm. and I thought I was like, man, that story resonates in me, dude. Like yeah. that's a really that's re- yeah. that's that's mindset to the max. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I hate to say it. There's going to be several of you who listen to this episode and they're going to contradict it. They're going to go, ah, well, you know, well, you don't understand and this and that. And, you know, the coronavirus and the blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Maybe this is not episode for you. Maybe if you're that mindset, maybe this is not an episode for you. Yeah. maybe. Right. But if you're going to be of the different mindset of the growth mindset. Right. I would really pay close attention because this story hit home to me and it hit home to several people who have listened to it. Mm -hmm. So, G-Man, take it away. (laughs) Ready, go. Prepare to be entertained. (laughs) I don't know. I'm in a weird mood today. (laughs) You are. You're good. You're good. And no Uh, alcohol, too. Can you imagine? Holy cow. I got a cup of coffee next to me. That's it, people. Um, Okay. So, here's the thing. So, uh, Right now, I mean, there you can, there's the excuses run the gamut, right? There, there's a, there's a reason. You know, people always say, "Well, it's not an excuse; it's just a reason why this is happening." Okay, so there's reasons. You know, I, I my things flooded my house. It, there's I can't tornadoes, tell you, there's traffic, there's tornado. Yeah, the freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here you can't even get to the north end of town because dang freeway shut down. You right, know? right, right. So there's reasons for everything. To, to for reasons why you can't get to where you need to go and do the things that you need to do. Right? Life happens. Whether whether it's your destiny, your your uh, goal, or or physically trying to get somewhere, but um, so. The the owner of the the this dealer group we were at recently said uh, had a quote that I thought was interesting and and uh, really tied to the story that I I tell a lot 
and that is, uh, he said, if you um, if you can't control it, might as well enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. Which I thought is interesting. I love that quote. And I took. I wrote the, it down. I, I, yeah, me too. And I've been using it. Yeah, and, it's uh, fantastic. And I'm using it to myself actually. Yeah. So the thing I think I took that to mean like, hey, look, you know what? If you can't control it, find a way to make it, you know, work for you, right? And um, here's how here's how that this has played out in my personal life. Um, I I had started a, working for a dealer group a um, couple of years ago, and uh, you know, just getting started with them. And the one thing that they wanted, they had one store that was really in trouble, really in trouble, and needed a lot of help. And they were like, okay, this is the one we want you to focus on. Fix this one first, right? And then the rest of them we could kind of go, but this is the one. We want this fixed. So I've seen a lot in my day. I've been a lot of places. This one was probably the in the worst shape of any service parts department I've ever seen and in desperate need of, of help and, and probably more than what I was expecting and now here I am, I'm on my own, right? I don't have the, the support of a team. I'm doing this by myself. And uh, and on top of that, I'm getting rejected by the staff there. So who's this guy coming in? He's going to change our lives. They don't want anything, regardless of the fact that they're the bad news bears, they don't want it to change, right? In fact, they were the bad news bears. Like, you know, if you watch that show, like you would, you would understand what I'm talking about. It's what we'd call the comfort culture yes they were comfortable being the bottom of the barrel right, right, right. so like a, long, like a sacramento kings in the nba <laughs> <laughs> sorry Maybe. so um any rate so i so i knew this rock was going to be hard to move i knew it was going to be tough and i so i started putting things in place so i've been there for a couple of weeks at this point been working like, like you know 15 16 hours a day um, just, you know, just doing everything I can to try to, to, to crack this thing loose. so I can get a little bit of momentum and start to get this store out of the, out of the basement. Um, so I'm coming into work one day and, uh, I'm actually on the phone. I'm on my Bluetooth with the uniform company trying to negotiate a uniform deal. Cause they're paying like some astronomical amount for uniforms. And, uh, and I'm come blasting around this corner in my car and there's a three car pileup right in front of me. Mm. And the guy in front of me was driving a truck, and he got out of the way at the last second. He turned, and I didn't even see it. Like I was like, oh, my God, it's right there in front of me. I hit the brakes. I cranked the wheel to the right, did everything I could, you know, full ABS, and wham, I hit this car. Probably worst accident I've ever been in my oh, entire life. Man. Um, and, and, and I completely shredded the front of my car. My car actually was totaled as a result of this accident, and it was a fairly new car. Um, so I'm standing on, so the one thing I noticed immediately is my hand hurt right out of the gate. Uh, but also I get the airbag went off. So I felt like I got punched in the face, you know, right. so you got that kind of dizziness. Yeah. So I get, I finally get out of the car and I'm standing on the side of the road. And the cops are there and the ambulance and everybody's there. And the, the, the police officer says, Hey, do you want to go in the ambulance, go to the hospital? Right. I was like, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I'm not bleeding or anything like that. Yeah. While the bone is sticking out on the side of your yeah, arm. Is goes, that what's happening? He goes, oh, yeah, your hand looks a little oh, messed up there. And I was I... just joking. Oh, <laughs> so dude. it wasn't, the bone wasn't hanging out, but oh. it was my, my, I had broke the bone in my hand oh. that attaches to my pinky finger. And so my pinky finger was basically just hanging oh. off my hand. Oh. 
and I and my hand was swollen up like the size of a baseball. It was like really big, and <sighs> and I think it was the swelling and everything that kept me from feeling yeah, it. It went probably. numb basically. Yeah, yeah. And but my finger was just dangling. It was, there was no finger there. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it was, just, it was terrible. And so I was like, well, I'm not getting in an ambulance. This is my hands broken. Okay, I can figure this out. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. So I call my wife. I say, come pick me up. My wife comes and picks me up. She goes, well, let's get you to the emergency room. And I go, I don't think this is an emergency room thing. There are people dying. I'm not dying. Well, the finger's dangling. My, yeah, my like hand's fingers just like, my oh. finger's dangling. My hand hurts. But, you know, I think, I, I think I'm okay. And, uh, and plus on the top, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm just like, this is the worst possible thing that could happen to me at this moment. I don't have time for this. I got work to do. I'm barely getting momentum now. If, if I were to miss... You know, four or five days of work, I would be starting over when I got back. Mm-hmm. Any momentum I had gotten so far would be completely wiped away. And I got a short timeline with this deal. Like, I got to make this thing work. Like, my whole livelihood's dependent upon me getting the store turned around. Like, this is everything. It means right. everything, right? Got it. So I'm like, okay. Uh, and so now this happens. Now I don't have a car. My car's blown up. You know, I got a broken hand. I got to go to the doctor. Like, what? Like, my whole day shot. I'm like, I can't even believe that this is happening to me right now. And I said, okay, what are we going to do? So I could go sit in the emergency room for four or five hours and wait for them to come tell me I need a cast, then go get an x ray, and then go to cast. I'll be there all day, right? right. Or I could find somebody that I could set an appointment for. I could find a doctor that fixes broken bones, and I could set an appointment, and I could show up at the appointment time, and I could be in and out of there in an hour, right? Um, and so that's what I did. So I told my wife, I said, look, here's what I want you to do. Set an appointment for me, and then come back and get me and uh, and take me to the appointment. And she goes, we need to come back and get you. We're going home. I'm all, no, I'm not going home. I'm going to work. And she's like, what do you mean you're going to work? I go, no, this is going to be f- – like this is going to work perfectly for me. Let's go to work. And, uh, and she couldn't believe it. Go ahead. You want to ask a question? No, no. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, no, I'm, 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 it's funny. You're sucking me right back into the drama of this thing. I'm all about it. <laughs> so, uh, so at the moment, my wife, my wife is just beside because she cares about me a great deal and she was beside I, herself. We she, hope so. Yeah. She's <laughs> just like, you need to go rest. You just been in a car accident. You got a broken hand. You got to go lay down, take it easy for a minute. And I said, no, no, no. I go, this is an opportunity. I go, it feels like the worst possible thing that can happen, but I think this is the best thing that could have happened because I'm going to show up at work with a broken hand just out of a car accident, and these people aren't going to have – they're not going to know how to handle that. They're not going to understand what, 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 the, what I'm doing, right? They're gonna, it's, going to, it's going to send the message that nothing's going to get in my way. Right, it's going to send the message that I'm going. I don't care, broken hand, broken car. None of those things matter to me. What matters to me is what I'm doing right now. So you were bigger than the excuse, exactly, because the excuse was could have been, I have a broken hand. I was just in a horrible accident. Mm-hmm. I just I had a freaking airbag pop my face. I can would have, but guess what? I have to go to work. I have to show people right. that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. For this mission and this project to make this work. And that's what hit me at that moment when I was standing on the side of the road waiting for my wife to come get me was I have an opportunity to show them how serious I am in this moment. I have an opportunity for them to see me do something that will show them how I really feel inside, right? This is how I feel. And I wanted that message to come across, and it came across loud and clear. I worked all day 
with a busted hand. I I I couldn't let my hand down at my side because it hurt too dang bad. To, it would start throbbing, you know, and I'd want to pass out. And so I put my hand up over on my heart like this. And so my pinky was just like hanging up. No way. <laughs> so my pinky's just hanging there on my shirt. And I got my hand on my chest like this. And I worked all day like that. And everybody was like, wow. And so my my kids worked there at the time. They were helping me. They were doing some odd jobs for me at this at that store. And uh Okay, they, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but go uh, ahead. We, we have to take that moment where you have to give that like disclosure statement, like the opinions shared in this thing are not of those blah blah blah. Because I don't want to hear like the, I don't want some service manager somebody yeah. like, oh, that's what I got to do. I'm going to go break my arm and I'm going to go to work this way. And they're going to say, why did you break your arm? Because the G man did it. And he got you guys to buy in on him. So okay, don't, don't hurt yourselves. Uh-huh. So here's <laughs> the thing. Extreme, do- e- extreme circumstances, <laughs> extreme. These circumstances were extreme. First of all, my life is at stake, yeah, right? Yeah. It's a broken hand, but truly life threatening exactly. injury. But don't go do I anything. Have to eat Right. Like, like take the opportunity when you have lemons, not don't create lemons. Don't create the lemons. No, like hundred percent. I was going to say at the end of this, like, I'm not saying everybody has to work with a broken hand, but you have, uh, you know, there are things that come up that seem like crushing blows. They seem like, oh my God, like this is just really happening to me right now. And then you know, I mean, God, I don't want to use a euphemism and say, oh, every cloud has a silver lining. But the truth of the matter is, is, like sometimes when you flip it, like at that moment, that worst possible thing came, became my biggest asset. And actually, I'm telling you, I accelerated my ability to get that thing moving. They were willing to accept and do things that they wouldn't have because of that, because of what they saw me do, what they saw me, how committed I was. They were like, this isn't just a flash in the pan. This guy's not just talking about it. He, he's actually going to do something because if he's willing to do that, then I'm not going to get in his way because right. he's going to go right over the top of me, right? And, it, it, yeah, it created a little fear and a little mystery, and people were like telling – so I was saying my kids worked there, and so my kids were getting all the feedback, right? Wow, your dad's really intense. <laughs> like, yo, your dad's a scary guy. And the funny thing is I'm the furthest thing, thing from the scary guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, you are. <laughs> I'm a lovable puppy dog, you know. It's like, honestly, like I, I, I'm, I have to go the other way. I'm, I'm more likely to be easy on people than hard, right? You know, I have to train myself to to hold standards and stuff like that because I, you know, I, I want everybody to enjoy life and have a good time, and right, um, and so I have to kind of balance that with myself. I know that about myself. Uh, that's why I thought this was so great because I do know that about myself that I care about people a lot, and I think in a lot of cases. You know, I, I want people to like working there. I want people to like working for me. And so sometimes that'll drive you to make bad decisions. Right. And in this case, I'm like, I got this thing where they, they cannot deny I'm willing to crack heads and do what I have to do to get there. And so I, I ran a shop meeting. I did the advisor meeting with a broken hand. Wow. I went out. I didn't have a shop meeting schedule, but I went out there and did one anyways because I wanted them to see my hand. Right. I didn't even mention it. I didn't even tell them. Hey, by the way, guys, it was in car accidents. Didn't even say anything. I'm just standing in there with my pinky hanging off, and everybody's trying to figure out what, what is going on. Your hand yeah. looks messed up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Looking rough. And then it came back. At, so I did go to the doctor. I'll tell you the end of the story. I went to the doctor. 
you know, he he looked at my hand. I had a pretty pretty severe fracture. Um, he set the bone and uh, was able to fix it. I was supposed to get surgery, but I opted out of that. And, uh, and and so he put a cast on me, and I came back with this giant fist, you know, cast. And uh, everybody's like, "Oh my god! Like you were that you weren't messing around. That wasn't just a joke." Yeah. And, um, but you know, and so it, you know that store, man. We turned the corner, and you said it. When I left there, you know, people were were really they had really bonded with me and really enjoyed the fact that you know we were there to get something done, make things happen, and uh, and you know, excuses were just not going to get in our way. It just wasn't yeah. going to be no matter what. There wasn't an excuse big enough to stop us from reaching the goal that that I had assigned. Wow, what a group. Bigger than the excuse. Bigger than the excuse. Because you know, the excuse is the easy road. Yep. It's always the easy road. It always it it's always, you know what? Man, I'm I have a little bit of the sniffles today, so maybe I should just stay home and stay in bed. Right. Or oh, man, you know, that customer called and left me a message. I'll just call him in the morning. Yeah. You know, I, I got to go home or I, I got to do this or, or, you know, hey, I got to get out of here or all these things. Now, I get it, man. 12 hour days, 13 hour days, 14 hour days. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you keep living off of your excuse, all you're doing is prolonging your ability to get positive action. Yeah, I don't think everything has to be bigger than you or or, or bigger than your illness or bigger than whatever your distraction right. is at the moment. Not everything's that big, but there are going to be times when you want to drive something, when you want to move the needle, when you want to get some traction, and those things have to be bigger than the excuse of why you can't get there, right. whatever the excuse is, right. right? And so at that moment, you have to dig in. And I think also, too, if you go back to my broken hand example or the quote that we're kind of building this whole thing off of, which is, you know, if you can't control it, you might as well enjoy it, is, is you know... You need to look for your opportunity to to send that message, right? Right, and maybe it's not a busted hand, but maybe it's something else. There are going to be blockades put in front of you. Yep. And your job is to remove those blockades so your team can get through. Right. right. And that is all at being a leader. That is the main thing about being right. a leader. So again, let me give a, an example because I want to give a clear example of the two differences here, just so just so our audience could understand. So there's a service manager who spoke to me brief, uh, you know, recently, and, and I'm coaching him, we're coaching him, and um, his daughter, his daughter... Oh, yeah, I know the story. ...is having surgery. Yeah. His daughter, right? And his wife has told him, he's like, he's like, can you please be there at the hospital for us? And, she, and he's like, of course, you know, but I have to go to work and I have to do this stuff, right? And I'm like, no, bro, no. That's an excuse worthy of missing work. You go be next to your daughter. Now, you telling me, because it happened, two weeks earlier that you're leaving early to go get a haircut, that is a poor excuse. You can get your haircut on a Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. You can get your haircut after work. You can get your haircut during your lunch break. Right. But leaving early to go do something like that, that's a poor decision. Yep. You know, and then going, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the doctor because I don't want it to look bad. Bro, you already made yourself look bad. You went and left early to go get a haircut. Right. Right. Yep. But tell, but telling your employees or having your employees know, hey, my daughter's having surgery. 
I'm gonna go be there. They'll be like, "Hey, that's a that's a that's a family man. Right. That's a company man and a family man." Yeah. But trust me, if you think you can hide from your employees if they don't know you left early to go get a haircut, you're sadly mistaken because right. they know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I here's what I would say, and I've done this myself: is I like going in the afternoon and and going to the barber, you know, and getting a haircut and getting the hot towel and like taking that afternoon to kind of decompress. Yep. You know, during the week. But I will not, like you said, I will not do that if I am not at my objective. Yeah. Like, to me, that's a treat. Yes. Having to do it on Saturday is a pain in the butt. Yes. But doing it during the week when, you know, I've got all everything else going on anyways it is a treat to me. And I only give that to myself if I'm hitting my numbers. Right. My numbers aren't there. Right. So it's like this. Go, but going to see your kid in, in surgery, yeah, you have to. That's not an opportunity that's not an yeah. opportunity. To- yeah. yeah. You know what? It, it brings <laughs> That's up- not the broken hand it, story. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Just because you said that, it brings up another good point because perfect story. So there was another guy, all right, who used to run a huge Chevy shop in Florida, right? Oh, yeah. You know yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, know yeah, him, yeah, right? Uh-huh. I'm just calling him Joe, Uncle okay. Joe. So so this Joe, right, would tell these stories and and, and we would tell the story, go, oh, yeah, he, he plays golf three times a week. He does whatever. And so whenever we tell the story, the service manager would be like, oh, well, I would never have that job. Or that guy must be, you know, wow, that's stupid. I would, you know, nobody would ever go by that. Or my boss would, you know, my the owner would never accept that. Yep. Right? But then you asked him, hey, Joe, what's your net to gross? 45%. Yeah. What are you, what are you netting? Oh, two grand, 200,000, 300,000 a month. Just pure profit, yeah. And your net to gross is forty five percent, bro. If I'm the owner, you can you can you know what? I'll buy you a I'll give you a, a country club membership, right? To go to the golf if you give yeah. me those results. I don't want you there. You're getting me the results, yeah, right. So don't hate that guy or wonder if your owner would never allow that. Get to that and and then question if you would do it or not, right? Because nine out of ten times an owner would tell you, I don't care what you're doing. As long as you're getting me the result. Right. And if you have systems in place and you have people in control and you have nothing that's slipping through your fingers that gets to me, you could do whatever you want. Yep. Yep. Um, well, it's Jocko. You know, you're reading that Jocko book right now. Yep. Uh, but I do know that he says uh, uh, discipline, like, gives you time, right? Yep. And that's the thing. Like, you, you, you make excuses. You don't do the things you need to do when you should do them. You delay, you procrastinate, and then you're behind the eight ball. Maybe your numbers aren't where they're supposed to be, and now you want to go play golf on Thursday. Right. Right? That doesn't work. Not so work. if you're disciplined and you do the things you need to do and morning meetings every day and docs all the time and everybody knows their numbers and scoreboarding, like pop, 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 you line them all up, guess what? Maybe you can play golf on Thursdays, right? Yeah. But you have to like set it up, like right. articulate the end of the line, like you know, make it happen. Don't 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 come in like a lot of guys. Managers come into this job. I remember, you know, I was training a young manager, and he was like, "Well, well, what are my hours? How much am I supposed to work?" And I'm all, "How much are you supposed to, you you work until that you like you? Wh- where are we going? Pick a target. <laughs> let's go get there, and you you dig in to get that done." Like, I don't know. You work until you don't have to work anymore. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't, that question from a manager doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there is no hours, dedicated hours to this job. We do what we have to do when we have to do it. And when we get there and we have a little breathing space where we can take time, then we take time. Right. Right. And that's the job. And and that's what a lot of guys don't understand. And if they got their head wrapped around it, the funny thing about that 
is that life will be easier for you. Life is easier, but you have to get the momentum first. Yep. When you get to the top of the food chain, you don't automatically put your feet on the desk and go, I'm here. You got to get something going. You get something going, get some momentum, life can then be easier for you, but it doesn't automatically come with the title. You cannot let those reasons, excuses get in your way. You have got to, you know, you've got to drive forward and you've got to push past blockades, get your people past them, then give yourself time. Then go get your haircut, right? Do something good for yourself. That's right. I 100% agree with that. So that's a good takeaway, G-Man. Anything else? I'll say one last thing, and that is um, when I used to do a lot of long-distance cycling, they would always say the the hill isn't in the way. The hill is the way. Oh, I love it. And what that what to me, what the coach was telling me was, like, the ride is so much sweeter when you got to climb a big hill. If it's just flat, it's just a ride. But when you climb a hill and you do something amazing, you feel way better on the backside of it. And so, so think about that. Like, drive forward, push past, get through the pain, push past the excuses, Get to the gold, and you'll feel way better about it. So it is safe to say that winners and leaders are bigger than the excuse. I'd say that's safe to say. Great. Safe to say. Great episode, G-Man. Thank you for much for sharing. Great yes, story. Great feedback. Great, great advice. Guys, take it. Run with it. Lead with it. Good times. Let's see you next time. Next time.